Continue. If you will open your Bibles, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Jonah chapter 2. <clears throat> verse 9. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. You can praise the Lord, amen. Worship Jesus. Give thanks to Jesus. Magnify him. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. I'm going to start off right there. And it says, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. How many know salvation is of the Lord? Amen. Salvation is of the Lord. Then verse 10. So the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah. Unto dry land. And then look at chapter 3. Verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time saying. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. As I continue in this message, Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. We need to remember that Jonah... He is in the belly of the fish. But what I like about Jonah that even through everything he went, and all because of wanting to do in the beginning his own thing or do it his way, Jonah did not stay in idle. He didn't stay and pause and just left it at that. He did not quit. He did not surrender. But the Bible does say that in verse 9 that as we see his prayer and that prayer he says, but I will sacrifice to you. Now, I've mentioned this last time that he sacrificed. In the Bible, always a sacrifice, it would cost you. You would grab an animal, a lamb. Cut it. It was work. 
Jonah, what he does, the Bible says, I will sacrifice to you. In other words, it was going to, it costs him to see reality of what was happening, that it was not over yet. How many know that it's not over yet? There is hope in God. There is hope in God. And he says, but I will sacrifice to you, he says, with the voice of thanksgiving. So in other words, even though Jonah had prayed, he sacrificed even with the voice of thanksgiving. Not only until he got out of that place, the belly of the fish, and he would do it in or at the temple in Jerusalem, but even in the midst where he was at at the moment, in the situation that he was in, in the middle of, of his drama, let's just say that he sacrificed to, to God. In other words, he did not stay quiet. He didn't just stay there doing anything, but he did something about it. How many know there's times that you got to do something about it? And he sacrificed with the voice of thanksgiving. When the Bible talks about what the voice of thanksgiving means is that he called aloud. There was a sound in his voice. In other words, he voiced it out. He began to give thanks to the Lord. I mean, I would give thanks to the Lord. Everything he went through, I would give thanks to the Lord also. Amen? From the beginning, I mean, just disobeying God and everything he went through. But in the middle of all of that, he sacrificed and he gave a voice of thanksgiving. In other words, he called out aloud. A voice, a sound of thanksgiving to who? To God. How many know that there's so much to give thanks to the Lord for? I mean, just think about it. Everything that God has done in your life. Everything, how much God has blessed you. How much God has taken care of you. How much God has been there. How much God has, you know, never failed you. Jonah was the one that failed God. But God was faithful the whole time. God was with Jonah the whole time. And he says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. And when you study that word, thanksgiving, it literally means to use your hands. So I could picture Jonah inside the belly of the fish, maybe raising his hands, being aloud, giving thanks to God, praising God. I mean, I know it's not easy, church. In the midst of anything that you might be facing, but everything we do according to the word of God, we do it by faith. Amen. We do it by faith, believing that something is going to happen. And it's going to be for your good and my good. Jonah, I, I can assure you that 
he sacrificed, he gave his voice, he praised God, he gave thanksgiving to God, and he did it by faith. Praising God is praising God for who he is. Amen? That he is your refuge, he is your strength. That God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he is everything to us. That he is the beginning and the end. See, we praise God for who he is. Amen? That he's the God, father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That there is no other God like him. That he is the living God. See, that's part of the thanksgiving that Jonah did inside of the belly of the fish. He began to what? He began to praise God for who he is. But then the thanksgiving also means worship. Worshiping is to give thanks to God. It's to be, I mean, appreciative for how good God has been. And you and I might not be where we want to be yet but we can give thanks to God in advance because we can see it by faith that in the meantime, we're going to give thanks to the Lord. We're not going to, you know, complain. We're not going to grumble. We're not going to do anything else. All we're going to do is give thanks to the Lord because if God did it once, God can do it again. If God's been with me from the beginning, God is with me in the middle and God will be with me to the end. I mean, church, there's just so much to give thanks to God. And that's why he said it was a sacrifice. It cost him. He did something about it. He opened his mouth. I know how easy it is when we're going through something very difficult. You don't want to say anything. You keep it to yourself. You stay in the same place. Our mind just wondering. But that is the time to praise God. That is the time to give thanks unto the Lord. Churches has to cost you something. And I like what Jonah said. He says, you know what? The first time you called me, Lord, I went my own way. He says, but this time, this time he says, I will pay what I have vowed. I'm going to keep my word. Is anybody here this morning, church, that you might be saying, you know what, this time I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up. He says, I will pay what I have vowed. And then he says, salvation is of the Lord. Church, let me tell you something. Don't forget, and that word salvation always also means deliverance. God still saves church. God still delivers. Amen. Our God is not dead. Our God is not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. Our God is the living God. Our God is alive. Amen. And God still saves. God still delivers. Let me say something, church. God still saves sinners. It don't matter what they've been through, what they're facing, what their sin is. God still saves sinners. God still saves backsliders. God still restores backsliders. Amen? God still heals the brokenhearted. 
God still delivers the oppressed, the depressed. God is a living God, church. That's why Jonah in the middle inside of the belly of the fish, he said, I will pay my vows. He says, salvation is of the Lord. God still saves. Don't matter what people say. It might seem like nothing's happening, but God still saves. I'm going to say it again. God is still saves. Salvation is of the Lord. Hear me, church. Salvation is not a man. Salvation is of the Lord. Man can save. God saves. God can de- man can deliver. God delivers. And God is still delivering. Guess what? God is still delivering your mouth saying that I'm going to do it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God still delivers the hurting, the tired. God still heals the sick. God saved Jonah. God can save you. God can save your loved one. Church, you got to believe it. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. The lie of the enemy is always about stealing. The lie of the enemy is always about killing. But God said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the lie of the devil? Or are you going to believe the truth of God? I'm here to remind you, church, that God still saves and God still delivers. You might be saying, Pastor, well, I don't see nothing happening. You got to believe. I'd rather believe than not to believe. I'd rather declare the word of God than to stay quiet. You got to remember, church, Jonah's where? Where's Jonah at? Jonah is inside of the belly of the fish. But he praised God. He gave thanks unto the Lord. And God is saving right now, church. God is saving right now. He says salvation is of the Lord. Jonah, God saved Jonah. And God's going to save you. He's going to deliver you. God's going to save whatever you believe God can save. And after, notice, notice what the Bible does, what it says. After of his thanksgiving. See, there's something about when we Give thanks to God. Father, I thank you for my life. I thank you for my my marriage. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my church. I thank you, Lord. You see how everything changes? There's just something powerful when you begin to give thanks unto God. You don't think that God sees your heart. He sees your cry. He sees your pain. But in the midst of all that, you are still giving thanks to God in faith. 
And I really believe, church, that when we do that, God begins to change everything. But you got to believe. Now, notice that Jonah, when he began to do that, when he gave a voice of thanksgiving, and he says, you know what, Lord, I'm going to pay my vows. And then to top it off, he says, salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. So guess what God did? Let me, let me say this, church. You don't think God hears you? You don't think God sees your praise, your worship? You don't think that God knew where Jonah was at? He, he knew where Jonah was at. Matter of fact, he put in the order. Amen? God put in the order. But Jonah did not, he didn't just stay there doing anything. And after his thanksgiving, his praise and worship to God, and he declared, hear me church, you got to say it. You got to declare it. Me and my house will serve the Lord. Me and my house will serve the Lord. My son will be saved. My daughter will be saved. My husband will be saved. It don't matter what's going on. Salvation is of the Lord. Or, or you can get this attitude. Well, I don't know if God can do it. The Bible says, is anything too hard for the Lord? That's what the Bible says. Is anything too hard for the Lord. Well, I don't know if God is powerful enough. Because if he was, how come they're not here? Church, many times there's much, there's more to it. It's what's coming out of your mouth. What are you declaring? Have you surrendered to the Lord completely? In all my walk with, my, with God, hear me church, when you serve God with all your heart and you serve him with all your heart, God never fails. Don't matter what you say or what you think because if it's written in the word, that's what counts. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So what happened? God must have thought, okay, look at Jonah. He's inside the belly of the fish. Not a great place because at any moment the fish could have eaten him up. But when Jonah worshiped, gave thanksgiving and praise to God. You know what the Bible says? It says in verse 10, so the Lord, the Lord, not the devil, not man. It says, so the Lord spoke to the fish. I don't know if the fish had a name. 
Nemo. Nemo! Get rid of Jonah. Spit him out. I've heard his worship. I've heard his praise. He's not complaining. He's not blaming. He took responsibility and he looked up to me. He called upon me. He seeked me. He gave me, he's giving me thanks even though he's in the middle inside of a fish. He's praising me. He's giving me thanks. And God gave the order. He says, okay, now I'm going to do something. And the Bible says, so the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah unto dry land. This is what I love about God, church. Any, hear me, any small or big detail, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. And what happens? See, for some of you, God, can, God, hear me, church. God can speak to your boss. Give him a raise. Give him a promotion. How many believe that, church, that God can speak to your boss? You don't worry about how mean is your boss or he doesn't understand you or, you know, this and that. God can speak to anyone at any time. And if God gives the order, it's going to happen. How many know that God can speak to your son or your daughter? God can speak to your wife or your husband. Right there in the desert, in the room, at the bar. Don't say quiet on me. God can speak to him right there and tell him the Holy Spirit can speak to him and say, it's time to get right with Jesus. It's time to come back home. It's time to surrender. God can speak to anyone. Better believe it, God can speak to anyone. That's what I love about God. Because as a child of God, hear me church, you as a child of God, you have the right to ask God. The Bible says, and whatever you ask God in prayer, believing, it will be done. See, but the problem is, and I'm very convinced about this, sometimes we don't Ask God, even for the smallest, the smallest detail. And there's a satisfaction of fulfilling that when we do, we believe that God's about to do something. God, hear me church, God is more powerful, God is more greater, God is stronger, God is wiser. That's why we serve God. 
because we can't do it on our own. And let me say, church, God still speaks. Don't matter if he's a thousand miles away. When you take it to the Lord, when you give thanks, you give praise to God, and you say, Lord, I bring it to you, Father. And in the meantime, yes, I don't see anything happening, but I give you thanks in advance that it's about to happen. And God can bring you, bring him to dry land. Now, now look what God does. When that happened, when God gave the order, the fish vomited Jonah to dry land. Jonah sacrificed with thanksgiving and praise and worship, and he declared salvation is of the Lord. God vomited, brought him out to dry land, and guess what happens now, church? God now, see, Jonah took it to the Lord. He worshiped, he praised God. He declared who God is. But now we see in chapter 3, now God is going to speak to Jonah. Did you get that? See, first we declare, we give praise, we worship, we give thanksgiving to God in faith. And something's going to happen, church. You got to believe something's going to happen. Something happened with Jonah. What happened? God made the fish to vomit him out, to dry it out. That means that something happened. Church, you got to believe that something is going to happen. God's going to do something. God's going to fix it. God's going to restore it. God did something. So when that did, when it did happen, now Jonah, he's in dry land. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to who? To Jonah. The same Jonah who took it to the Lord. Now the Lord gives him instruction. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Look what it says, church. What does it say? The second time. How many know, church? That we serve a God of second chances. A God of opportunities. See, that's why you got to get excited, church. That's why you got to praise God that you and I are still here. God is not done with you yet. Did you hear me? God is not done with you yet. God is not done with your marriage. You think it's over, but it's not game over. You think your family's falling apart, but it's not falling apart. You think that your ministry is over. You think, you know, this is over. Everything you think. And all because everywhere you turn around, everywhere you go, everybody talks about that it's over, that it's not getting better. Everything is getting worse. But church, let me remind you that in God, it always gets better. 
Because there is hope in Jesus. God is a God of second chances. Hear me, church. He still wants you to go to Nineveh. Don't stay there. Get moving. Don't just stay there in idle doing anything. Go to Nineveh. Keep walking. Keep moving forward. Don't let nothing or nobody stop you. Get moving, church. Come on, get moving. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. Church, we walk by faith. Amen. We don't, we don't live, us believers in Christ, we don't live by what we see. We don't live by what they say. We don't live by what's, what's the latest in the news. We live by faith, by what God is saying right now. That's why the Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Church, if anything that you and I need is the word of God. See, that's why many of you want to quit. Many of you want to stop. Many of you, you know, you don't know what to do. But let me remind you, church, that there is hope in the word of God. There is hope in the word of God. Let me see what you're saying, pastors, because you don't know. No, I do know. Because I face things too every day. In my own life, in my family, in the church, anywhere I face things too. But I know that my God is greater than any problem, any situation that I may be facing. My God is greater The Bible says that Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. Did you hear that, church? When you look at things in the natural, everything looks impossible. Everything, whatever you see in the natural, seems impossible. This is not going to work. Things are getting better. Things are getting worse. The money is just going everywhere. See, that's the problem, church. Many believers in Christ want to do it the normal way, the natural way, my way, what I think, what I think it's best. Because this is what my aunt told me. This is what my uncle told me. This is what my mom told me. This is what people have told me. This is what my neighbor told me. This is what my co-worker told me. No, what you got to remind yourself is what has God told you? And the Bible says, but with God, what does it say? With your neighbor, with man, president, no. Your money, no. It says, but with God, all. What does it say? All. It didn't say once in a while, one, two, three, your four, your four little problem. No. The Bible says, but with God, all things are possible. 
church, with God, everything is possible. Everything. Everything. God, God spoke to that fish, man. And God still speaks. God is speaking to you by his word. See, look at it this way. God speaks to you. He gives you hope. What do we do? We declare it. Then God goes and speaks to that situation. And it says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. This is what I love about God. He says, you know what, Jonah, I'm not done with you yet. Yes, you messed up and everything, everything you went through. But God spoke to him a second time. And the Bible says, Jonah, he came to Jonah the second time saying, God is still saying, church. God is still saying. Revelations 2, 7 says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Church, you got to hear what the Spirit is saying, what God is saying to you. Don't pay attention too much to what you see on Facebook. To what people say. Or what your best friend advises you. Let, let me reverse that. Always take it to God. And if you're going to talk to a person, let it be someone that's going to encourage you with the word of God. Not their word, the word of God. God, church, is still saying. God was still saying to Jonah. And you know what he told them? The Bible says, came to Jonah the second time saying, he says, arise. See, some of you, church, you have to arise. You have to stand up. You've been sitting too long. Arise. Get moving. Go to Nineveh. Don't stay there. Arise. Is anyone here? Can anyone here stand up? Can you arise? There's a passage in the Gospels, and I'm going to finish with this. Because God is still saying, church, that's what he told Jonah. He says a second time, God spoke to Jonah the second time, and then it says, saying. On one occasion, the Bible says, an evening had come, and Jesus spoke to his disciples, and he's, this is what he told them. Let us... Cross over to the other side. That's the first thing he told them. He didn't tell them anything else. He didn't say, hey, when you get on the boat, you're going to see a storm. This is going to happen. No, all he told them was, let us cross to the other side. Did you get that, church? This morning, I'm telling you, let's cross to the other side. And the Bible says, now when they had left the multitude, the Bible says, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. But then it says in verse 37, a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat that the boat was filling up. 
But he was in stern. He was asleep on his pillow, Jesus. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You know, people get that little attitude sometimes. Well, nobody cares for me. I'm perishing. You know, my boat, my little boat. I'm perishing. Does anybody care? Let me tell you, church, all that matters and what's the most important thing on earth is that God cares for you. And God loves you. And God wants to help you. But don't forget the words of Jesus from the beginning. He said, what did he say? Let us cross over to the other side. What does that mean? That means that regardless what you're going to face, you're crossing over. And church, this morning, I'm here to remind you, you're crossing over. It don't matter the storms, don't matter how hard it gets. I'm here to declare to you that you are crossing over in the name of Jesus. And Jesus arose. And you know what Jesus did? He rebuked the wind. See, there's times, church, let, let me say something real quick. There's times where you got to stand up and you, you got to rebuke the winds. Did you hear me? You got to rebuke that demon that wants to torment you, your family, you got to stand up and say, I rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus. My family will be saved. My home will be blessed. My finances will get better. You got to say something, church. And that's what Jesus did. And what happened? The Bible says, and the wind seized and there was a great look what it says the winds seized and look what it says and there was a great calm church you have all the authority to not permit anything that wants to steal your calm Hallelujah. I like what someone wrote God honors God honors the smallest amount of action that you take. God honors the smallest action that you take, church. Whatever you do, you got to believe God. And I finish with this. God is, this is what God is saying about you. It's in the word and I declare it to you. Deuteronomy 28 verse 9 it says the Lord this is for you church not your neighbor don't don't say for me yeah you the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by my name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you 
and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. How many believe that? In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you. Hear me out, church. You got to believe this. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land and its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall turn aside from any words which I command you to this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Did you get that last part? We don't go after any other gods to serve them. Let me say this, church. Money, your job is not your God. Man, he's not your provider. Your provider is Jehovah Jireh. God is your source. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You want victory? You want the blessing? You want God to prosper you? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not in man. You'd be surprised how many people put their faith in man. In their money. God, he's the source, man. God has never lost a battle. And let me say that God never runs out of money. Did you know that? I want you to, I want you to take that church. God. Please stand. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.